All right, welcome to another episode of a Frugal Athlete Podcast. Um, as you know, the last couple episodes have been just me. Um, there is a reason for that. Uh, we are currently undergoing a podcast rebrand. Can't wait for you guys to see what it's all about. But in the meantime, you guys are going to hear me talk all about the world of podcasting. This episode is specifically around podcasting, the world of podcasting amongst athletes in the sports business space, taking advantage of podcasts. So we're going to share, you know, some tips and tricks, you know, kind of the the landscape of what podcasting looks like from an athlete perspective, the money involved in podcasting. And uh, we're just trying to get into the nitty and gritty. Um, Obviously, you're listening to this on a podcast or in a video form, whichever um, platform you're listening to or on YouTube, Spotify, Google, Apple, Stitcher, wherever you are listening to your podcast. Um, so we think it's only right, you know, as me and the team kind of formulated some of the topics that I would make sure I discuss during this kind of mini hiatus from interviewing guests, the world of podcasting, the business case study around podcasting from an athlete perspective was top of the list. So I'm excited to get right into it. Um, but before I get started, please, 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 if you're listening, please leave a review, please rate five stars or rate four stars, uh, rate however many stars you feel like this podcast deserves. It helps us get feedback. It helps us get constructive criticism. It helps us improve on what we need to improve on, but it also helps us, you know, stay on, uh, the news cycles. It helps us get noticed. It helps us get, uh, exposure to more audience. And uh, that would be greatly appreciated. If you're following on YouTube, make sure you hit that subscribe button. Make sure you hit that like button. All of this helps. You know, we're a small team, but we're, we're, we're punching above our weight. You know, I've personally done over 200 podcasts on a frugal athlete. Um, so I'm going to give you my journey into podcasting. And then, as I said before, we're going to get into the case study around podcasting from the athlete perspective. So, yeah, let's get right into it. So. As I said, I've done over 200 podcasts to be exact. I started podcasting in 2018 um, with Anchor. Uh, Anchor, I had heard about Anchor a couple years prior. And honestly, I wish I started right when I heard about it. Um, To be frank, I wish I would have contacted Anchor and tried to invest with them earlier because they just got bought by Spotify, fast growing company, doing all the right things when it comes to audio space. But that's besides the point. I started in 2018, um, you know, simply with my phone. It was just, it was like having phone conversations and then I'll upload them as a podcast. It was no edits, uh, no music, no taking out the ums. It was just honest conversations and podcasting. Little did I know how podcasting would help me tremendously, um, but also how strenuous I knew the process was. Uh, so I took a, I took a break. Uh, I was inconsistent. I would do a podcast just whenever I had time, but it was a good introduction to the audio space and how beneficial podcasting can be uh, for an individual, whether it's just as an individual or as a business. Fast forward to 2019, 2020, I start, I have like a a, a epiphany. It's like, all right, I'm going to commit to podcasting. Uh, And I'm going to commit to video podcasting because video podcasting allows me to kill two birds or kill multiple birds with one stone. And it allowed me to stay consistent. Give me at least one thing to do to stay consistent from growing a frugal athlete standpoint. It allowed me to network. It allowed me to continue to work on my communication. And it allowed me to get uh, my voice out. So 
since then, since 2019, we've been consistent. We've missed a couple weeks here and there, but for the most part, we've been a weekly podcast, and that's led to over 200 episodes. Uh, we've had over 26,000 downloads. We've had multiple, you know, I don't want to say high caliber guests, but high celebrity type guests. We've had unique perspectives, key stakeholders around athletes and how they make their money, whether it's professional athletes, collegiate athletes, social media managers, financial advisors, lawyers, you name it, we've had them on the podcast. We're going to continue to find new guests. We're going to continue to find returning guests. Um, So that's what a frugal athlete podcast is all about. Um, It's been a pleasure to connect with so many different people. It's been a pleasure to learn. I learn just as much as y'all do on on these shows. I ask questions with my notebook in hand, writing down content, writing down insights, um, because I'm able to be a sponge, I'm, I'm able to be naturally curious, and I'm able to get a moment of people's time without them feeling obligated to 15 to 20 minutes. You know, when you get someone on a podcast, they are more open. It's like they want to tell their story. It's like they want to give back. Um, so that's why podcasting has been such a blessing to our business. And it's the reason why I've started other podcast channels uh, as well. Um, yeah, so when it comes to podcasting, Everyone wants to talk about how strenuous it is and what you need to do. You can literally, if you're watching on YouTube, you can literally start with your phone. I'm pulling out my phone right now. There's apps, whether you use Anchor, whether you use Buzzsprout, there's whether you use uh, voice memo, whatever. You can literally use your phone to record a podcast and upload it to YouTube or any other existing podcast platforms. So there's really a low barrier to entry, which makes it, you know, uh, very popular or very attainable for any athlete that's looking to get started in the podcasting world. Um, Obviously, the better quality or the higher quality produced podcast, the better it is for the audience. They don't want to hear like wind in the background or a bunch of ums or, you know, lack of transition. But I'm just saying from the standpoint of starting a podcast on day one, there's a low barrier to entry. But that being said, if you were if you're trying to get, you know, to a higher standard, you're definitely going to need an editor. You're definitely going to need someone to help uh, assist with scheduling. It's so tough to get on people's calendars. So, um, you know, if you have a full team behind you, definitely take advantage of it. All right. So let's get into how to make money podcasting. So to this date, you know, we've had over 26,000 downloads. We probably average around. 80 to 150 that's a that's a large range sorry uh yeah we probably around like on our best days we get around 200 plus podcast listens but on average you get around 80 to 90 listens per episode um so we're not the joe rogan's of the world we're not the earn your leisures of the world but we still to be able to connect to 90 people consistently on a weekly basis there is power in that and i don't want to get people, um, you know, discouraged by saying, well, I'm not going to make money off 90 people, or I'm not going to make money if only 10 people listen. There's community, community, community. I can't stress that enough. I, from my podcast, I have a community of 90 people per episode. I have a community of 26,000 downloads over the course of every podcast we've done. I have a community of, if we are on a good day, um, 200 plus. And now you have an extended community of each guest that you have on your podcast. So it's the power of podcasting can be understated. And I don't want you to sell yourself short when it comes to, you know, starting a podcast or connecting or having small numbers.
So with that being said, how do you monetize a podcast? And there's plenty of episodes to talk about how to monetize a podcast. Uh, but the ways that I consider monetizing a podcast, uh, obviously sponsorship. So, you know, sponsorship ads at the beginning, middle or end of a podcast episode. So, for example, this podcast was brought to you by a frugal athlete. If you would like to get a frugal athlete rookie mistakes course, make sure you click the link in bio or the link in the show notes, blah, 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 blah. That's a podcast sponsorship. We've done podcast sponsorships for a number of different brands where we've made five figures, um, you know, whoa, five figures. That might not sound like a lot, but it's a lot to somebody. Uh, so we've been able to make five figures from podcast sponsorships over the course of four or five years. So it wasn't like we had five figures every year, but in total we've made, uh, yeah, uh, actually more than that. Yeah, five figures. We've made five figures. Uh, from sponsorships on our podcast. Another way to make money is to promote your own products in the podcast, in your podcast. So for example, I just rehashed my uh, frugal athlete, what like a frugal athlete sponsorship would look like. Um, but I could also say, for example, uh, in this podcast, make sure you guys get our budget template. It's going to be in the show notes. I'm selling it half off to anyone that listens to this podcast. Use the code podcast listen. So that's a way to do uh, podcast. So you may not reach a bunch of people, but you're reaching everyone that's listened to the podcast. So for example, if I get 90 people to listen to my podcast, I've essentially targeted 90 people directly by getting a product that they can get a discount on. So if you have enough products, if you have enough of a following, uh, you're able to uh, make some money that way. Another way is one of my favorites because it's almost like you eat what you kill and how you how well you can market affiliate marketing. So say we did a podcast and I had a guest on and I asked him, yo, what's your favorite book? What's your favorite financial book? And they say, oh, my favorite financial book was uh, Get Good With Money by Tiffany uh, Elisha. So in the show notes, I'll make sure to have that uh, affiliate for that book. Uh, that affiliate link for Tiffany's favorite or Tiffany's favorite book or the guest's favorite book. And for anyone that clicks the link in the show notes or the description, I would be able to get a commission off that. So it may, it's a eat what you kill and you got to make sure to target people that are going to be proactive about getting the book. Uh, but it could be for anything, you know, it could be like my favorite, you know, financial apps. And I have the show note description, affiliate links in the description, and people that click on it, sign up, you get a commission. That's how it works. Uh, another way, uh, podcast. So this is if you kind of get to a higher level, uh, and some athlete shows have done it. I am athlete and the pivot are two athlete shows that are doing it currently right now. They do live tours. So if you have enough of a following and you're able to like run your analytics, you can see where your high margin markets are. So it's the same things that musicians do when they say, all right, I have a large following in Los Angeles, Dallas, Atlanta, New York, and Chicago. So they're gonna cater their concerts into those sections or in those areas or in those demographics. The same can be said for podcasts. So Joe Budden, he's not an athlete, but he's a great example of a gentleman that does podcast tours. So because he has a large following, he knows where he, he understands his analytics, he knows where his target markets are, he can set live podcast tour dates based on those markets. And as an athlete, this is simple for you to do because you have a fan base outside of just your podcast. You have fans that support you playing a sport, but also support you for the podcast you run. So example, 
JJ Reddick. He would do his podcast. Uh, he had wonderful guests, not only athletes, but business execs, leaders, social media got people. Um, he's someone that would do live podcasts. Um, I already mentioned I Am Athlete and The Pivot. They're doing something similar. So these are ways where you can have ticketed events because of your podcast community, because of your podcast following, and go from there. Um, one of the other ways you can do it, and this is kind of, I don't want I don't want to harp on this too much, but people pay to be on podcasts. So if you have a large enough backing, if you have a large enough community, if you have a large enough following, people will want to be on your podcast. The only thing that I would recommend or mention is that you'd have to you have to verify your your guest. You have to make sure they're credible because they're going to come on your podcast trying to sell something. Um, and the same goes true for sponsors. You can't just have any sponsor, you know, sponsoring your podcast. Um, but that's another way. So those are a couple different ways to get your podcast monetized. And there's a number of different ways as well. I know when I was first on Anchor, you would get money based on listens. Um, if you put your podcast on YouTube, you get your money based on uh, ad reads and stuff like that. If you have a large enough following and subscriber base as well. So hopefully y'all are subscribing to a Fugu Athlete channel so we can reach those barometers. But that's essentially it. So, all right, next phase. I wanna get into why you should start a podcast. All right, I'm gonna give like three to four tips and then kind of go from there. All right, one, communication. You know, as an athlete, you're doing media. Um, you're always answering questions, but you're never asking questions. If you understand how to ask questions and how to understand the flow of a conversation, if you understand when to listen, when to interject, when to speak, when to transition, oh, it will not only help you with podcasting, it will not only help you with interviews, but it will help you with public speaking and speaking engagements. And public speaking and speaking engagements is a wonderful way to make money as an athlete post-career and during your career, but post-career. So if you understand how to flow, how to understand other people's communication skills, how to ask proper questions, how to keep people engaged over the course of 30 minutes to an hour, oh, it's uh, you've hit a gold mine. So definitely communication, communication, communication is one reasoning. Uh, two, uh, this goes over a lot of people's head. Networking. So for some reason, no one has time to, you know, can I pick your brain? But everyone has time for a podcast. If you give someone an opportunity to get on your podcast, you're giving them an, a chance to share their story on your platform, a platform that they may not have uh, information to or they might not have an audience with. So you're giving them uh, an opportunity to share their story, uh, number one, um, to get their word out to your audience, number two, and to overall um, highlight something that they're doing. Um, that's the home run right there. And I think a lot of people don't understand that whether you wanna make money or not from a podcasting, you can increase your database, you can increase your connections through podcasting. So I've connected with so many people just by being able to engage with them because uh, asking them for a chance to interview them for my podcast. So if I wanted to network with them or if I wanted to do like an informational interview with them, they may be too busy for me. But if I get them on a podcast, I can ask any question that I wanted to do in that informational interview on the podcast with the exception of things that may be off limits. But now that I've established a relationship with them on the podcast, then I can go back to get them on an informational interview or I see them in person and we already connected or I know that someone that they've connected with that I might, I might want to connect with um, that it's easier to do. 
So networking is a key reason why I think athletes should be considering podcasting. Uh, three, uh, it gives you an extra, let me not say extra, it gives you an added space in your lane. Um, obviously people know you as your sport, but being able to have a podcast, you're allowing people inside without being too inside the house. If that makes sense, they're not going to get like, you know, know anything about your daily life that you do 24 seven, but they're going to get more insights into you as a person, into your character. And it's going to be another way to engage your audience, to engage your fan base, to engage your community. So I definitely think, you know, for me, I've done podcasts on soccer. I've done podcasts on movies and TVs. And obviously this is my baby, a frugal athlete. So financial literacy, career development, personal development, monetization. Um, So people have got a chance to understand me and connect with me without even connecting with me. Because I I get all the time messages. Oh, I heard you on the podcast. I really love what you talked about this. I read that book off your recommendation, blah, 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 blah. These are ways to connect and it wouldn't be possible without podcasting. Um, And I know I've done an episode on this before, uh, but we're just diving deeper into it because I've talked about the benefits of podcasting plenty of times. I stress it, can't stress it enough, um, but those are, that's another reason why uh, you should, as an athlete, consider podcasting. Uh, lastly, I think another one, uh, you know, I mentioned communication, I mentioned networking, I mentioned, you know, building an ex- more engaged audience. Um, I think the last one that I would like to share is um, curiosity. You know, it, it helps you expand your natural curiosity, um, whether uh, you want to talk about sports, whether you want to talk about finances, whether you want to talk about movies, whether you want to talk about culture. Um, obviously, you got to do it understanding that you are under the limelight so anything that you say uh in a public setting will can potentially be used against you uh, but for the most part it allows you to be curious and then lastly it, you're able to control the narrative so if you see gentlemen like draymond green kevin durant they have podcasts and mostly about you know the sport of basketball draymond green literally has a podcast for after he plays so instead of going to the dude with his media he's doing his own podcast and telling it from his story as he likes to call it new media um so you're able to control the narrative and control your story and i think as an athlete and i you know i stress leverage around financial around capital around career um and this is just gives you another platform to leverage your voice so um if we yeah, if we break this down to three parts so far talked about the history of my podcast journey i talked about the benefits of podcasting i talked about monetization of podcasting um but now i want to talk about other podcasts um, or the types of podcasts that you can do so um Obviously, you got the solo type of podcast where you kind of give updates on your life, things that you're passionate about, things that you want to talk about, uh, post-game reactions. So that's the Draymond Green life uh, style. Uh, you got the interview style where you can get guests. It's you and a co-host talking with different people. That's like uh, all the smoke. That's like knuckleheads. Um, these are podcasts by Matt Barnes and Stephen Jackson, Quentin Richardson and Darius Miller. You got Kevin Durant and his co-host, even though he's not a former basketball player or anything like that. Uh, you got JJ Redick and his co-host. There's so many different podcasts. And sorry for my lack of knowledge around uh, female or women-led podcasts. I know, shout out to the homegirl, Natalie Allport. Uh, she has her podcast that she was doing. Um, there's other 
plenty there's plenty of other podcasts that women are doing as well i'm just not as privy to it um so in the sh- in the comments if you're listening on youtube make sure you share some women athlete podcasts um, that i could definitely start listening to i know there's a podcast by um not sh- together uh, just Woman Sports. That's uh, by a, a, a well, she did retire, but she's now back. Uh, Heather O'Reilly. Um, I think her podcast does very well. Actually, um, there, there's there's a voice for everyone. So what I'm trying to get at is, while I may be mentioning um, a lot of male center centric podcasts, there are women podcasts from athletes as well. Um, you got the I Am Athlete podcast that's doing amazingly well. You got the Pivot podcast that's doing amazingly well. Um, so yeah, you can do a podcast solo style. You can do a podcast just you and a guest. You can do a podcast with co-host. You can do live podcast. There's different, many different styles. And the one thing that I like about podcasts is that anyone can do it. It's not like, oh, well, they're doing a podcast on sports business, so I can't do one. It's like if you go down to the shoe store, there's plenty of shoes. It's not like, oh, all right, Adidas, we're not going to make running shoes anymore because Nike's making them. No, there's a podcast for you. You ask questions differently. Your style may be flowing differently from someone else's style. And that's exactly what we saw with I Am Athlete and The Pivot. Two former players, uh, two former guests, or sorry, hosts of The Pivot used to be on I Am Athlete. So it's a, and they both do extremely well. So there's room for everybody. Everyone has 24 hours in the day. There's a lots of times podcasting. Uh, lots of time for podcasts to be listened to. I think the biggest thing when it comes to podcasting is staying consistent because a lot of podcasts only have hit three episodes and then they quit. I was at that point at one time when I did a podcast in 2018 and then I didn't do another one for another two months. And then I didn't do another one for another two weeks. Then I didn't do another one for another week. So being consistent will make or break you when it comes to podcasting. Um, If you can do it on a weekly cadence or an episodic cadence or a seasonal cadence, whatever works for you, figure it out from there. I highly recommend the seasonal, even though I'm doing weekly. Um, If you can do a seasonal, someone that does a seasonal is the Paul Ray Bill suiting up podcast. So he was doing weekly, but I think I can't speak for him, but maybe the bandwidth started to get an issue. He's someone that's very busy. So he did seasonal. So the seasonal is like TV show. When you get like eight to 10 guests per season, have a strict theme throughout the podcast season and go from there. Um, There's nothing wrong with that. You could do weekly. Obviously, it's a little bit more bandwidth. You got Pat McAfee that does it and he does a daily show. So imagine the bandwidth there. Um, I think another thing. uh, Sorry if I'm just blabbering on, but I think another thing that athletes should consider is latching onto a, uh, a distribution network or a distribution platform. So obviously, you know, um, Pat McAfee, his story started with Barstool. There's a plenty of other athletes that have done Barstool uh, under their network. I think there's two gentlemen that play football. Um, they're in like the bus. Uh, they have a podcast. And using a media distribution platform like a Barstool, like an Uninterrupted, like a Players Tribune, like a Showtime, um, it helps you with viewership tremendously. Obviously, I wasn't in a place. I wasn't. I didn't have a big name. I didn't have the connections to start off my podcast with the distribution center. Had I done that, I definitely would be in a better place because you can use their assets. You can use their money. You can use their 
services to uh, to grow and expand your 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 podcast. So, with that being said, before I go on, uh, my announcement is that a frugal athlete is partnering with College Networks Podcast in partnership with iHeartRadio to do a exclusive podcast series called Blue Chips. So you heard it here first. That is my announcement uh, when it comes to podcasting. So I mentioned how using a media distribution platform can help your cause. This is something that I was able to, you know, um, have the unique opportunity. So shout out to College Networks Podcast. We're doing a specific uh, podcast in partnership with iHeartRadio. So that's something where I'll be able to use my name, use a frugal athlete to grow um, our platform. Obviously, it'll be under an, uh, a network, but it'll be under a new show. But hopefully, through that, we'll be able to gar- garner an uh, audience uh, to our own uh, frugal athlete podcast. So that's uh, that's the announcement, and uh, stay tuned for that. We'll definitely have more announcements as it as it pertains to that information as it uh, as it continues to unfold. But when it comes to podcasting, that's really all I wanted to talk about. Um, I definitely think every athlete should consider podcasting. Um, I definitely think there's a lot of opportunity, whether it's monetary. You can't count everything monetary. Like my boy Derek Furlow says, uh, not all capital comes in uh, monetary financial capital. Sometimes it's network capital. Sometimes it's human capital. Sometimes it's social capital. Sometimes it's knowledge capital. And I think the world of podcasting is only here to stay. Audio is only continue to grow, especially as we continue to climb out this, uh, climb in this hustle culture, this multitasking culture where people will work out while listening to a podcast or cook while listening to a podcast. Your voice needs to be heard. And if you do it the right way, you can be very successful at it, whether it's in podcasting, whether it you know helps you transition into broadcasting or public speaking or networking or whatever that may be. Definitely consider podcasting. And if you need help, we do help consult. If you're an athlete that needs consulting on, I don't know where to start. I don't know what type of content I should do with my podcasting. Uh, I was there. I've been there, done it um, over 200 episodes and counting. Um, So don't hesitate to use us as a resource. But with that being said, that's it. Please rate, review, uh, please subscribe. Like I said earlier, it helps us get discovered. And I appreciate you all for tuning in. We'll catch you guys next week.